0: Start for the win! It's good! Koshefsky takes flight as SGA plays through the contact, banks it in on the foul!
1: What's up everybody? Welcome to the uncontested postgame show, brought to you by the Blue Wire podcast Network. Your host tonight, BD Silva. Folks, the uh, Thunder knew I was hosting tonight. They uh, told themselves pregame, "Hey, the uh, the audio guys got the postgame tonight. Let's just play another shitty game, another one." And that's exactly what tonight's game was. To be honest, uh, the Thunder lose in Minnesota on the second night of a back-to-back. A really tough offensive performance. They lose one hundred two to one hundred thirty-two. Uh, on a night where Shea Gildas Alexander fell all the way back to earth after just tearing up the league since the All-Star game. Uh, he was the leading. He had scored more points than anyone else from the All-Star break until yesterday. Uh, and then tonight, he scores eight points, uh, picks up three uh, three rebounds and eight assists um, after scoring all those points and looking just exceptional. So I want to break down why this happened to Shay tonight, um, and and what Minnesota did to cause such an outcome. So, to get started, here was our starting lineup for the night. It was SGA, of course. Uh, Trey Mann was announced that he tore. Not, he, sorry, he didn't tear anything. He uh, twisted his ankle. Uh, another lost ankle uh, on this Thunder roster. So it was SGA, Lindy Waters, Aaron Wiggins, Darius Baisley, and Isaiah Roby. That was the starting lineup. So. Uh, beginning with that, Malik Beasley came in t- came into tonight and was immediately on fire. Uh, Malik Beasley actually broke the Timberwolves franchise record for threes made in a single game with eleven threes. Uh, so Beasley finished with thirty three points. He only made he only made those threes tonight. Um, people just can't stop hitting an extremely high percentage of threes against OKC. Uh, a couple nights uh, uh, earlier this week, uh, Bogdanovich from Utah hit ten threes on OKC as well. So. That's been tough. It's definitely brought what was a great defense uh, with the Thunder down right back to the middle, to the middle of the pack, where I kind of assumed they would be at a a certain point. What was funny about this game is that a lot of the other stats um, were really, really close. Like Minnesota was not beating OKC considerably in many stats. Rebounding was close. Uh, It was 48-42 to in Minnesota's favor. Assists. There was some discrepancy there. It was 34 assists uh, to Minnesota uh, to 26. Uh, Beyond that, turnovers. OKC had one more turnover. Points in the paint, identical. Fast break points, identical. But Minnesota's biggest lead of the night was 34, and OKC's was six. They can never never just get past the sheer shot-making talent that Minnesota brought to the court tonight. And that... Ultimately, that was it's. It's an easy answer, but it's the it's the only answer to a game that ends that ends like this. Um, defense definitely struggled. Uh, not many shot makers on the floor, of course. You have a lot of you have some guys out on the floor that, in theory, can make are supposed to be able to make shots. You know, you have SGA who's been driving, unlike anyone else in the league, has been driving to the rim uh, as of late, making an extremely high percentage of his looks. The the deal with HGA tonight though was any time he would touch the ball, Minnesota knew there was no one, really no one else that was out on the floor that could that could also handle the ball, that could also score. So Shea would touch the ball, and immediately at least three guys would swarm him, facing triple teams at least, anytime he would enter the paint. So the only shots Shea was getting were he could drive and get fouled. He could drive and turn the ball over, which he did four times tonight. Or he could take like a step back three. Um, I say he had four turnovers. Shea was making, I think, the right reads, the right passes all night. But whenever you have Lindy Waters, Aaron Wiggins, who I'll get to in just a bit, Aaron Wiggins actually had a great night. He was one of the one of the lone bright spots, I think, on this Thunder roster tonight. Uh, Darius Baisley and Isaiah Roby. It's tough. You're not not a lot of shot making. Uh, this team has had a ton of injuries. They announced three surgeries. Uh, yesterday, the day before, so the injuries have piled up, and you know, ultimately, it's going to help this team's record be worse and worse uh, <clears throat> as this season goes on and kind of dwindles out. I'm actually keeping it, keeping an eye on the Rockets Lakers game right now because it is in overtime, and the Rockets are up ten points on the Lakers, uh, so that would be pretty big. That would tie uh, Houston and Orlando would be tied in the win column. Uh, for the first and second worst record. So Houston, assuming they win this game, there's about two and a half minutes left. Houston would be 17 and 49 and Orlando would be 17 and 50. Um, I was keeping an eye on a Detroit game. They they were up on Chicago in the fourth and they ended up losing that one. So OKC is still two games up in the win column on Detroit. So just something to keep an eye on. Uh, let's keep going through uh, this game. One thing that I wanted to point out on Minnesota side, I really thought Carl Anthony Towns would have like a massive night because w- the OKC didn't have much size down low. You know, It was it was the, basically the tandem of Baisley and Roby. Um, Olivier Saar, uh was subbed in and just picked up a bunch of fouls immediately. That was all the size OKC had. And I really thought Carl Anthony Towns would just kind of shove those guys into the post and get a ton of points, but uh cat only finished with 13, 11 and four, uh, Minnesota's, uh, quote unquote, big three really didn't put up an insane, uh, insane stat lines themselves tonight. It was just the combination of all the shot making from Beasley. Uh, a couple other guys on Minnesota really jumped off the page. Torian Prince just decided to hit five threes. And, uh, Nas Reed also hit, uh, I believe five threes. Um, sorry, two threes, but he was five of eight from the field. Um, as as a team, Minnesota was forty two percent from three. They hit twenty two of them. OKC hit fourteen on thirty three percent. So simple simple game to to figure out. Honestly, look at the box score. Most of the stats are similar, aside from the shot making. Um, you, you hear that? You hear the thing from inside the NBA all the time. It's a make or miss league. That is a uh, kind of wh- exactly how this game went went tonight, unfortunately. Um, Let's go through the OKC box score, though, and talk about some of the highlights, because I I think there were some highlights despite the uh, final results. So Aaron Wiggins. Aaron Wiggins had one of those games where someone has to take someone has to take the shots that are open. And there were a lot of open shots if three or four guys are looking at Shea Gildas Alexander all night. Uh, Aaron Wiggins finished with, I believe, a career high in points at 25, 9 and 5 on 9 of 19 shooting for Aaron Wiggins. So, you know, what guy that entered the season as a, a, a blue OKC blue guy, a fringe roster guy. He's showing in some of these games, like he showed in the middle of the season, that if you increase his volume, he can still produce. And, you know, it's there's much there's much left to see with Wiggins. He's gonna have to come in next season and do the same thing. Um to prove he's a real NBA player that can last on this roster. But he was very useful tonight offensively. He was one of the only guys that Shea could pass it to that would score. And um, <clears throat> yeah, so 25, 9, and 5 for Wiggins. He was, let's see, 5 of 8 from 3, uh, 9 of 19 from the field in general. So shout out to Aaron Wiggins. Um, went through HGA's line already, 8, 3, and 8. Uh, shot 2 of 15 from the field, 0 of 4 from 3. Had four turnovers. Uh, really tough. Uh, I said I said Wiggins was one of the guys, and I'm going to – just have some highlights on in case uh, you guys are, are watching so you can watch it at the same time. Um, I said Shea only had a couple guys he could throw the ball to that can make a shot tonight. One of the guys who could not was Lindy waters. Uh, Lindy waters has honestly played pretty well uh, as of late uh, has been able to make some shots uh, tonight. He finished two of 10 from three though. And most of those, most of those were wide open looks. Um, it just, just couldn't make any shots. Um, if, if he had made a few more, it wouldn't have changed the outcome of the game, obviously, but it uh, would have made this a bit more competitive, at least. Um, another guy that, you know, without Trey Mann, uh, I believe Mark Dignall talked before the game about how Pokey poke was going to get a, a larger role, uh, especially with when playmaking comes in mind, this game. So I was kind of hoping we would get a pokey game. I, I was hoping we would see something along the lines of what we saw from him last season. Uh, where he was, you know, point Poku. We have we haven't really seen much point once much, much point Poku. He's been much more reined in this season, uh, albeit as of late he's been better than he's ever been before. Uh, tonight we unfortunately didn't really get a good Poku game at all. Uh, he only had six nine minutes and was never really in rhythm. Bobbled a lot of passes that came his way. Um, a lot of them did not result in turnovers. He only had one turnover, but it was he would go and try and catch a pass and maybe, maybe the pass was a little high from Baisley or a Roby uh, from the elbow and the, the ball would just kind of slip right between his fingers and he'd have to go chase it down back at half court. I think that happened three or four times tonight. Um, I don't, I just, he didn't play like he was very focused ultimately is, is what I think. So his final line, uh, 11 points, four rebounds and an assist, uh, three personal fouls. He never picked up anymore after he was in early foul trouble, but, uh, not the night from Poku that, uh, that a fan might want if all the other ball handlers outside of Shea were, were out. Um, I need to own up to something. Teo Maladone, who I have slandered relentlessly the, for most of the season on our, on our group pods whenever we talk about guys that are going to be around long-term. Um, I don't think I'm necessarily changing my tone on that front. I don't, I'm not going to say because of this game, oh, Tao's going to be around long-term now. I don't think that's the case. But Teo has shown a, a different level of aggressiveness on his drives as of late. Uh, he did that tonight. He, he finished with 12, uh, 12 points, seven rebounds, no assists, unfortunately. But he wasn't passive. Like he, he was actually trying to make offensive plays, and that was huge. Just to see that, that, that aggressive, he would, he would drive down the middle of the lane, he would take contact and finish through the contact um he he tried to take some fast like above the break threes they didn't they didn't work out uh, i think he made yeah just made two threes and it was two of five so not not terrible um and i'm glad he's taking them i hope he keeps taking those shots because
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform The
1: Tao that we were seeing uh for much of this season was just a not an not an NBA player. He was a guy that was going to be out of the league probably next season unless he did something. And at least he's at least he was doing something tonight. So I'll I'll definitely give him that. <clears throat> uh for those of you watching, if you guys have any questions about this game, feel free to drop them in the comments here and I'll go over those. Um hopefully you guys are enjoying the the highlights we've been playing during the during the shows. I've been trying to o- incorporate the NBA YouTube highlights. Uh, kind of as we're talking about the the post game, so hopefully you guys enjoy that. Uh, let's check up on the Lakers game. Yes, the Rockets did close out that game, so the Rockets win one thirty nine to one thirty over the Lakers tonight, uh, putting the Rockets. Let's see. So the Rockets dropped to the for the to the two spot in the lottery rankings because they have one less loss than Orlando. So the Rockets uh, seventeen and forty nine now. Um, Tonight could have ended up a lot better in the tank standings, uh, had Detroit won. Uh, I think OKC would have only been one game up at that point, but uh, that's the way it goes. Uh, Alexander, how did Poku do? Uh, Poku got in early foul trouble tonight, uh, picked up three fouls in nine minutes, uh, fumbled a bunch of passes, and never really got in rhythm. Um, I I, I liked the shots Poku was taking. He was taking uh, open threes, I think. He was trying to make the right passes, but it was just kind of a – one of your traditional, not super-focused uh, Alexi Pokushevsky games. So uh, that, w- that was tough. Uh, let me make sure there's nothing else major to go through on the box score tonight. That, that, was, that was mainly it. I wanted to give props to Minnesota, actually. Uh, Minnesota fighting for the sixth seed in the West after missing the playoffs uh, so, so many years uh, in a row outside of that one Jimmy Butler season. They have really broken out, and they've proven they can be like a really – solid team offensively, especially I know early this season, they were really good, a really good defensive team and not super consistent offensively that has flipped in the latter half of this season there. They've been a really explosive offensive team and it makes sense. If, if you look at the guys on, on paper, on their roster, Um and they've been so, so defensively. So I'm I'm curious to see how they do in the play-in. Uh, I'd be a little sad, honestly, if they ended up playing like the Lakers in the play-in and they lost to the Lakers, I think, Minnesota deserves it a bit more than L.A. at this point. Um, so so we'll, I'm kind of curious to see how that goes. Uh, so I think Minnesota historically, if they were to play a team like the Thunder, I, th- I think they would play down to their competition and make it competitive the whole way. And they just came in and, uh, you know, they, they handled, their, handled their business. These are the games they're supposed to win if they want to be a good team. These are the games that in previous years they would lose. And, you know, just they would be... Kings S the Sacramento Kings S the Kings uh, playing the Nuggets right now. And I fully expect them to lose, to lose that one Um, do before we head out. uh, I want to talk briefly about the tank standings one more time. Uh, The magic did close out a win against the new Orleans Pelicans tonight, which I don't think it's going to affect OKC's standing that much, Um, but it did tie them with, with Houston uh, in the tank in the tank standing. So, uh, that one will be interesting. Uh, really, it's Detroit that I'm looking at heavily as like the best case scenario um, in changing positions with OKC. Uh, Detroit is sitting at 18 and 48 on the season. OKC is sitting uh, sitting at 20 and 46, so a, a two game difference there. Uh, Detroit's been on a tear recently. Cade Cunningham has looked like exceptional, and uh, I think there's a chance that we could at least tie them for the third. Uh, Joseph, uh, overall opinion on Waters. I think overall it's a really good story. You know, he played uh, in Norman, not too far from here Um, has worked his butt off to get to where he is physically. Uh, A lot of people didn't think he'd be an NBA player at all. Uh, I think he has the right body type to play in the NBA. Honestly, I don't know if he has the overall skill level to play in the NBA long term. I hope he keeps getting a shot. Like I wouldn't be totally upset if he was on the thunder roster as a two way next season or something like that. But, um, I think the most likely outcome is that he does not return and he kind of bounces around the league for a minute and then, and then ultimately flames out. Uh, I think it's just a, a skill, a skill thing. He's 24 and I don't know how much more room a guy like Lindy waters has to grow in the NBA. Um, He is the, I talked with uh, Jacob on our Sunday show. He is in theory, the guy, the thunder, the the, the mold of player that the thunder wants on this team long-term as far as being a, big wing that can make the right passes, that is athletic, that can play a bit of defense, that can make shots. Uh I just don't think Lindy has is at the skill level you necessarily want from that. You know, you want to you want your jabari Smiths, you want your Chet Holmgrims to be in those roles where you can get in the ball and they can make the right play and be super, super athletic and skilled, uh catching passes from SGA and Giddy all game. So yeah, it's tough. I like Lindy Waters. Uh, he played with For those not from Oklahoma, he played on the same high school team as Trey Young. Uh, That team somehow did not win the state championship that year. Uh, But really fun story. He's worked his butt off. He's a Native American, which obviously means a lot for people who live in Oklahoma, him being able to play on this team. Uh, I think he might be the first Native American to play on the Thunder. So that's huge. Um, Yeah, if you guys have any more questions, uh, feel free to ask them. We can wrap this up. Uh, pretty soon for sure. Uh, let's see. I always think it's fun to run through uh, after a full night, a full slate of uh, tanking teams. I always think it's fun to uh, run through Tankathon a couple times just to see. Ah, great. Uh, maybe I should just do it once. The Sacramento got the first pick and OKC got the sixth pick that time. So maybe I just maybe I just don't touch Tankathon anymore. Seems like bad seems like bad news. Um <clears throat> a couple other highlights throughout the NBA tonight before we head out. Uh, I know this was not the most exciting game for OKC fans, so I can at least give you a kind of a a brief look around the league. Uh, Jason Tatum. Another explosive performance from him. Uh, Boston 17 and 3 in their last 20 games. Jason Tatum with 44 points, five rebounds, three assists tonight against the Hornets. Uh, Kate Cunningham scored 22, 4 and 6 uh, in a loss against the Bulls. Uh, super close game out of the end. Uh, Devin Booker came back for the Suns and scored 23, 8 and 9. They handled the Heat pretty easily uh, 111 to 90. And then my favorite outcome of them all, uh, the Rockets beat the Lakers 139 to 130. Uh, I think that one was in Houston, but, I mean, regardless, can't can't have that outcome. Uh, Russ actually statistically did not have a bad game. Russ finished uh, 11 of 21, uh, 30 points, but LeBron was 9 of 26, and as we all know, the Lakers roster is just uh, suspicious at this point uh, for sure. So I, I don't really think they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, if they do, it'll just be the play in, and then they'll lose. Uh, to one of those teams like the Clippers that I think are just more talented and well put together. Uh, But cool. Uh, We can go ahead and wrap this up for the night. Thank you guys for hanging out with me in the live chat or listening afterwards on whatever podcast platform that you use. Uh, The Thunder actually has some time off, so hopefully they can get healthy and uh, get back to playing more competitively, at least even if they are uh, still racking up the losses. Um, So the next thing will be Sunday, the 13th against the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, As you all know, Since it's a Sunday game, we're just going to cover that one on our Sunday group show. Uh, So feel free to come in and hang out with us, ask questions about the game or the previous week in Thunder Basketball. Awesome. So until next time, thanks again for listening and Thunder up.